0: Welcome to Coffee with the Holy Spirit. It takes the anointing of the Holy Spirit to move us from one area to another. It takes the same anointing to break the yokes upon our lives. It takes the same anointing to make manifest the blessings of the Lord. It takes the same anointing to grow you in the Lord. It takes some anointing for you to be able to minister. It takes the anointing. Every one of us, regardless of what you do, you need the anointing of God because the anointing is the power of the Holy Spirit. And every one of us need it. But here is the question. If the anointing is something that we need, then how come very few people have it? If the anointing of the Holy Spirit is what we require, then why do less of us have the anointing? tell you this. If you don't know Jesus, you can't have the anointing. If you don't know the Lord, you cannot have the anointing. And you may ask why It is because it is Him that baptizes you with His Spirit. So just look at what does the word of the Lord say? John chapter one from verse thirty two. It says John 1 from verse 32 then John gave this testimony I saw the spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me the man on whom you see the spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit and John continued and said I have seen and I testify that this is the son of God there is no shortcut to the anointing of God first You have got to know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. Why would it be very important for us to know Jesus? Why would it be very important? Because nobody else died on that cross except Him. Now while the anointing is the power that helps us get through our life situations and everything else that we do. There's a procedure for you to get the anointing. And the first step is that you have to know Jesus. The same words Jesus himself now repeated them. The same words we just read. Acts chapter 1 verse 5. He repeats the same words. Acts 1 5. And he says, For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. It's very important for us that before we even go deeper in understanding the anointing, first we need to know exactly what happened at salvation, the day you gave your life to Jesus. the day you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, somebody else came to live in you. And that's the Spirit of God. The day you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that same day, there was an exchange. Now the Spirit of God lives in you. all this time when the disciples were walking with jesus they had not received the spirit of god because jesus had not yet died and because he hadn't died they could not receive the indwelling spirit It is important that you know that the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you. It is important first you recognize that there is somebody that lives on the inside. John chapter 20 verses 22. it gives us a very clear illustration. It says, and with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. But that was after resurrection. There is no time in history that any man received the indwelling presence. Of the Holy Spirit. The only time that it happened was after resurrection. Now, the Spirit of God is a seal upon every born again that the promises of the Lord that He made to us, the promise of everlasting life, shall come to pass. Now, why am I explaining to you the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit? Because if you don't understand the indwelling presence of the Spirit of God, you will not understand the Spirit upon, which is the anointing of the Lord. So unless you understand that somebody else lives on the inside of you, Colossians chapter 3 verse 3 puts it very clearly. But today I want us to look at evidence of the indwelling spirit. Colossians 3.3 It says, For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. I know many people have said I don't know the spirit of God. How can I know the Holy Spirit? And most people have that biggest problem. And they say, God does not speak to me. Why why is it that some people have access to God and He speaks to them? But it just seems like I cannot access Him. But the question is, if you don't know the indwelling presence of the spirit of God how are you then going to listen to an external voice if you cannot listen to the the small voice that speaks to you deep on the inside of your heart how is it possible that you will understand a voice that speaks to you from the clouds but here is the thing we have not understood the Spirit of God within, the indwelling Spirit. Because the indwelling Spirit will help you understand how to walk in the anointing of God when it comes upon you. But if you don't know the indwelling presence, it is very possible that you will not be able to walk in that anointing when it has finally come. If there is a sin, most of us are guilty of. It is quenching the Spirit of God. You may ask yourself, how have I quenched the Spirit of God? It's very easy to know when you've quenched the Spirit of God. Galatians chapter 5 from verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law. If you just go back to 22 please. In the absence of this it actually means that you are you are quenching the spirit of God. It should be almost impossible for a child of God that is cautiously aware of the indwelling presence of the Spirit of God to hate. It should be absolutely impossible for a child of God that understands the indwelling presence Of the Holy Spirit to be angry. It should be impossible for that child of God to be bitter. It should be almost impossible for that child of God to be sexually immoral. It should be almost impossible. You have to know this today. Satan does not fear you as a child of God. But Satan is afraid of he that lives in you. Not you. Now, you have to know today that the more you quench the spirit of God, the weaker you become in your Christian walk. The more you quench the spirit of God, the more empty you will feel. The more you quench the spirit of God, the more things will not add up. As a matter of fact, the more you quench the spirit of God, the more you want to use logic, not faith. The more you quench the spirit of God, the more the opposite of this begins to manifest. Instead of love, you find yourself hating instead of patience, you find yourself very impatient. Why? Because every other time you quench the spirit of God, you become vulnerable on the outside, and Satan knows at what point to get hold of us as children of God. It's at that point when you have put out the fire of the Spirit of God from deep within you. So you may ask, how then am I going to maintain the fire of the Holy Spirit within me? It's very simple. John chapter 15, verse 7. John fifteen seven. If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish and to be given to you. Can you just go back to verse 1 of the same? Maybe we just read it so we understand. Verse 1, I'll read from my Bible. And He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. But what fruit is Jesus talking about? What fruit is he talking about? he is talking about the fruit of the Spirit of God, which is in Galatians 5.22. We have looked at that fruit. And then he says, and while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will even bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Now verse 4 is very important. He says, remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Now if the Lord does not remain in you as a person, you cannot bear fruit. There is somebody on the inside of you that you don't know how powerful he is. And that is a secret that Satan does not want us to understand. That there is somebody on the inside. When he is stirred up, when he is stirred up, you have no idea. When the person on the inside of you is stirred up, even when you go to pray, you can find yourself praying for five hours and you don't know, how did I make five hours? It is because somebody on the inside is tired up. Now, the moment you start up somebody on the inside, the kingdom of darkness begins to get worried. Why? Because it is only people who are stirred up on the inside when they get on their knees to pray. Heaven must answer. When a person who is tied up on the inside sings a song, there is chaos in the kingdom of darkness. When the person who is tied up on the inside sows a seed, the seed must grow. When a person who is tied up on the inside, when they make a confession, it must come to pass. Why? Because great is he that lives on the inside of them than he that is in the world. There is a person that is on the inside of you. But if you don't let him have his way, you will continue to be powerless. If you don't let him take lead, if you don't let him take control, you will stay powerless. If you don't let him have his way, You will not know the scriptures the way you want to know the scriptures. Every one of us deserves to know he that is on the inside. You may not know how important it is the spirit of God is. You may not know Only the the people in the kingdom of darkness understand exactly how powerful children of God are who indeed have died to the flesh. You may not fully comprehend that. If there is anything that even the prophets of long ago they just desire to have one thing. The indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit they wanted so much to have that. But we have that. And they didn't. Which makes us completely different from them. If you continue to quench the spirit of God on the inside, you are going to continue cooperating in the flesh. And you all know what the Lord said about the flesh. John six sixty eight chapter 6 verse 68 let us look at what does the lord say what does he say about the flesh give us 6 to 3 not 68 6 to 3 just Listen to this. The spirit gives life and the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. So when you say you don't hear the voice of God, what do you mean exactly? When you say you find it difficult to hear the voice of God, What do you mean exactly? What does that mean? It means you're not familiar and you are not yielded to the indwelling presence of God in you. Satan is not afraid of you, I have to repeat. But he is afraid of he that is on the side. is power that God has deposited on the inside of us. But if you're not familiar with the indwelling presence of the Spirit of God, then how are you going to understand the anointing of God that comes upon you? Because Jesus told the disciples in Acts 1.8, He said, you will be endured with power from on high when the spirit of God comes upon you. The spirit within and the spirit upon are very important. And you cannot have one and ignore the other. But it's important that you know that instead of you looking for God outside, he's right inside. For as long as you're born again, for as long as you're child of God, For as long as you are a child of God, it's a promise for you. John chapter 14 from verse 16. Let us look at the words of our Lord Jesus. And he says, and I will ask the father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him. The world cannot accept him, meaning it is not for them. It is only for the children of God. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you. The part I want you to look at is it says, for he lives with you. And will be in you. For he lives with you but he will be in you. Why? Because after resurrection, then the spirit of God was now going to begin dwelling in us. In us. That's why Paul said, for your body is a temple of the spirit of God. Now when you dishonor the temple, You dishonor the one that dwells in it. And instantly, you quench the spirit of God. You put out whatever fire that is you had lit. We all have to begin understanding that we are a temple. Because somebody lives on the inside of you. You may not understand it. You may not even want to accept it. But the truth is, somebody is on the inside of you. I'll give you an example. What do you think tells you? Why do you have to drink? Do you have to? What do you think tells you? On the inside, do you think it's you speaking to yourself? It is not you. There is no you. The Bible says in Colossians 3.3, 3, For you die. But now somebody lives on the inside of you. Now when he's prompting you and he's telling you, Must you sleep with somebody's wife? But you see, you choose to disregard that. And you go on and do it. And the minute you do it, you just quench whatever fire was lit in you. On the instant, you feel empty. You feel empty. And he is watching you every minute. Why? Because he wants to make sure that you are yielding fruit. It is him who tells you today's fellowship. Why don't you go? Then he begins saying, a part of you begins to say, no, it has rained. There is too much traffic. I just can't stand it. And this is the interesting part. The spirit of God is such a gentleman. He will never force you. And the minute you say, no, you always overpower him and he will let you be. And he wakes you up to pray. say, please. You say that three. And three on the dot. You're wide awake. And then you say, no. Uh, I think I'll sleep I'll, later. Then you pull that blanket and you put it on your head. And he will leave you. And here is the interesting part. You can never sleep after the Holy Spirit has woken you up all you do is to turn and toss and turn and toss but you can never sleep. The Spirit of God is who tells you, you know what, I think you should sow that money. Then he said, I have needs. But the truth is this, the minute you disobey the Spirit of God, nothing comes out of that. Even if it was 10 million shillings, I can tell you, you will never profit from it. And then the minute the money is over, then you remember, oh, oh, I disobeyed him. The spirit of God is such a gentleman. We cannot talk about the anointing of God without talking about the one that carries, the owner of the anointing. You have to begin to cooperate with he that is on the inside. Why must you cooperate with he that is on the inside? Because he is everything. He is everything. As a matter of fact, God told John that when you see the Spirit of God descending on a man and remain on him, and he told him exactly that is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. You are seated on an anointing and you don't even know what you have, you don't know just how powerful that anointing is. You don't know the man on the inside. But the day you purpose that you want to know he on the inside, I will tell you. He will help you. It is not you that overcomes the flesh. It is he that's on the inside that overcomes the flesh for you. Romans chapter 8. From verse 9 to verse 12. Every time you engage in acts that don't glorify God, you are quenching the Spirit of God even more.